This week on Ultra 64, we bring a gun to a fist fight. It's Fighting Force 64. Hello everyone, welcome to Ultra 64, this is your comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast with your host, I'm Woody Siskowski. I'm Steve Gunling. And you know, today it's kind of a it's kind of a big deal episode, you know, we've been building up to this one for a long time, um, I've, a lot of my friends have come up to me, they said, Woody, you know, we, we enjoy your podcast, but what, how are you going to approach uh, Fighting Force 64? I mean, we all remember back in 1999, we mm. remember where we were when this game dropped. Um, it's a pretty big deal. I, you know, me, a couple other friends of mine, we just got back from uh, ForceCon 2018, yeah, you know, yeah. the yearly Fighting ForceCon. Um, they were overloaded on attendance this year. They've decided to go uh, monthly con in honor of Fighting Force. Yeah. Um, we all, yeah, so, I mean, things are divided... Uh, BF before before Force and uh, AF after Force. At least that's what I that's what I read on the internet. Nowadays. And this game is cool AF. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's you see that all the time. You'll see that on Twitter and everything. Exactly. Oh, this I mean, guy's woke AF. He's yeah. woke as Fighting Force. Woke as Fighting Force. Yeah. It just you know really... there are some small villages that uh, set their calendar to that, and yep. they actually follow it very religiously. And like you know they they have their gods Hawk and, and Smasher, and Smasher and Mace, and yeah yeah they're very important, very important game. Um, in all. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> in all seriousness, no, nobody nobody remembers this game. No one remembers this game. Um, and I'm, I'm going to apologize off the bat. My voice is a little weird, and I'm coming at you from behind a wall of drugs because I threw my back out. So if I'm rambling and incoherent, More then, so it's, than usual. then it's a normal episode of Ultra 64. <laughs> yeah. But if I start making sense and I'm uh, fascinating and interesting, then call the doctor immediately. I'm overdosing. Um, but we're we're talking about fighting force, and I'm a little excited to talk about fighting force just because mostly means we get a chance to talk about the beat 'em up genre. Yeah, because this uh, is the first one of those that we've played. On because the even by this time, by the time this game came out, the genre was all but dead. Yeah, uh, that's even more true now. I mean, you'll see the occasional little throwback, but uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, the beat 'em up genre, I would say, got. So Started, it got its big break in the arcades with the game Double Dragon. Would you say that was the the, the breakthrough from, game? From my research, the I, I would say it's the breakthrough game. From my research, like the first game, the one they consider the first beat 'em up was Kung Fu Master, which sure. was just Kung Fu on the NES. Okay, but, that, um, but that, yeah, yeah, I would say Double Dragon and um, Fatal uh, Final, Final Fight. fight. Uh, I always I get those confused. Fatal Fury, Final Fight, Final Fight. Um, those Fatal Fury ones. is a is a fighting game. Like yes. Wanna, yeah. So okay. So just to be clear as to what a brawler is. Yeah. This is because you don't like we said you don't see them around in much anymore. This is like they're usually they're one or two player games. Um, one player brawlers are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They need to be two player. But anyway, think like original Street Fighter, not Street Fighter Two. Think the I've very never played the first Street Fighter. There's a reason for that. <laughs> it's just it's it's a one player side scrolling brawler like oh. this, and it's real boring. Um, yeah. So they, you would. You know, you would play a character. Most of these took place in a sort of urban setting where they have lots of punks, um, you know, with with weird names and lots of girls in leather. And you just go from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen and punch punch and kick dudes. Yeah, you usually, you you advance a little bit. You advance to the next screen. You stop. You have to beat a certain number of dudes before you can advance. Usually you clear it out. You'll get a little blinking arrow or something that says you can keep going. And then usually at the end of every level you fight against a boss 
if you're talking arcade beat-em-ups, it's usually some big guy that's impossible to beat on just one quarter. Yeah. But he starts blinking faster and faster the more he gets yeah. closer to death, you know? So uh, that's that's what I consider beat-em-up. Yeah. It's kind of a loosey-goosey genre definition. Like, we were talking about that. Like, I wouldn't consider Ninja Gaiden one of those. Or even God though, of War. Or God but... of War, things like that, because... You're you're scrolling side to side. You're beating up a certain number of enemies, but there's more to do. Ninja Gaiden isn't dependent on you stopping and clearing every level. You don't need right. to beat every guy, uh, and it's just got its own per- peculiar flavor, you know. Yeah. Um, and so this this genre of game kind of died out when, at least in the arcades, when Street Fighter Two came out. Yeah. Um, and sort of became the new hot thing of the one-on-one fighting game. Sure. Um, but I mean, I think for a period in the late '80s and the early '90s, this genre thrived to the point of oversaturation and i think those were really fertile times for this kind of game because like urban crime (laughs) was like the concern du jour that was the thing that parents were terrified (laughs) of every movie was about some like lone vigilante going out and beating all those drug dealing street punks and this was basically just that you get a hyper masculine super buff dude with like a headband and his band of scrappy buddies like usually one girl in a halter top yeah uh and you just walk through the streets and beat the shit out of everybody, and that's really it. Yeah, and I mean that this game, this genre has a couple classics. Like I would say, the turn, the New Mutant Ninja Turtle games are really good. Yeah, uh, Streets of Rage Two is fun, and there's a few for the arcades. Um, Battletoads, I would, I would for the arcades qualify. is fun. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a really fun <clears throat> Alien versus Predator arcade game that was beat em up that was really good. That's the other um, thing to mention. Like the the ser- the genre kind of extra double thrived when people realized that you could kind of slap any license onto mm-hmm. this and it would work. Yeah. So you get like a you had a Captain America game, you had like Maximum Carnage, you had Alien versus Predator. Like I said, you had. Uh, uh, what was that one we played? Uh, Pirates of Dark Water? Yeah, we played Pirates of Dark Water. Yeah. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, Cadillacs which and I dinosaurs. think is based on an obscure comic book. Yeah. That, that game's great. Um, Death and Return of Superman. Yeah. And, uh, these, are, these are not so great, but they certainly fell and like, into the you know, with, with rare exceptions, they were all about street-level crime. Even yeah. the games that don't really lend themselves to that, like The Simpsons. Like that. That's a great classic fun arcade game, but uh, that, that show has nothing to do with beating up street thugs like nothing at all yeah and i think there's something weird i mean i think this genre never took off i don't know it didn't have any giant hits on the home consoles except for maybe the turtles games and i think that's because the brawler on home consoles it gets boring it Uh, gets really boring when you play it in the arcade i don't know the novelty of being in the arcade it sort of lends this air of like, okay, this is cool, and like I'll play through it until I'm sick of it. And mm-hmm. quarters, and you don't feel like there's really anything lost. But like, this is definitely the rampage type of syndrome where it's really more of a contest to see how long it takes you to get bored. Yeah, and it, it can it can be fun when you have groups of people, um, but it could also be devastating. I still remember the most vicious fights my sister and I would get in. Uh, back when we were kids, was between either Streets of Rage or Streets of Rage Two or Golden Axe, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is one of the rare non-street level urban crime yeah. uh, brawler games because you can hurt each other. It's like you can do take friendly fire. Yeah. And so even if it was an accident, the other person would get upset and it's like, no, you have to let me beat you up that much, you know, because then it's fair. You know, so we would get in brawls like that. And usually, or whoever gets the health first. You right. Take yeah. Them. We were fighting over turkeys that fall out of garbage cans. Yeah, exactly. like, like rabid dogs that we are. 
So, yeah, I mean, it, there was a shelf life on these, and I think they do work better in the arcade because you can get four people crowded around this machine, and you last as long as your quarters do. There was a really weird trope in these games where near the end of the game, I think we played through one called Dynamite Cop, um, yeah. and Double Dragon did this too. I think one of the Streets of Rage games did it. I don't remember, but... Um, at the end, they basically pit both players against each other. There's like a love interest, and they're like, that was you need, to, like, yeah, yeah, you need to fight player, for yeah. me, brothers, and then you fight <clears throat> each other. Yeah. And it's a very strange ending. It's, yeah, it's really strange. It's like, this, this is my the favorite woman that we're fighting still, for. My favorite ending is still Bad Dudes, where you have to uh, rescue Ronald Reagan. Well, that not that the, <clears throat> the, the president has been kidnapped by ninjas? Are yeah, you a bad, are you enough, a bad dude? enough dude to save him? And yeah. then they identify him in the end as President Ronnie. Oh. Which, you know, they can't legally use his name beyond that. But And it was also like, most of the time, if you were playing this in arcades in the early 90s, you would see one screen at the beginning of every game, whenever you pop your quarter in. It's the FBI warning saying winners don't use drugs. So it was very clearly kind of propaganda for that whole D.A.R.E. program or that whole war on drugs thing that was so popular back in the day. So That was a requirement by, the I think, the attorney general at yeah. that time to put that in. So it's quote his quote at the bottom, winners don't use drugs, and it's attributed to him. So you and could that, argue that it has some redeeming social value. You yeah, know? and that was in there for, like, that. arcade games were required to have that for, like, 10 years. It yeah. wasn't until, like, 2003 that that requirement went away. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it's sending the message that, like, you know, violence, not okay, but violence against people who use drugs is very very okay. okay and you should use pipes and guns as well like because it's this most effective way to dispatch that scum of the earth so the point yeah the point of all this is that by this time this game 1997 was the original release of fighting force on yeah. playstation on um on pc i think and then in 1999 it was ported to the n64 right and yeah, this genre, there's very few games from this generation that fit into this genre of just, like, the beat-em-up brawler. I mean, we'll get into it a little more, but I think Fighting Force is kind of a good example of why we don't see it anymore. It's just because this formula is very clunky in 3D. It just is. You know, yeah. I don't think any any 3D brawler really got it right um, that I can think of. I mean, I think the closest it ever came was a game for the PS2 and Xbox, uh, The Warriors. Okay, I never is, played that. It was really fun. It was based on the 1979 yeah. movie. So, uh, and, and it's basically this. It, and um, there were a couple stabs at it. Like, I, I would say, like, uh, what was that one? State of Emergency? Did yeah, I never that played one? that either. Yeah, no. that, would, that would could almost be described as a more depraved version of this. And I think the last t- the last one I really like played and really got super into was from 2010 and it was the uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world game. Sure. And, and that was a there 2D. Was, there was a little <clears throat> resurgence of games that were like direct throwbacks to the old style of oh, the yeah. Scott Pilgrim game. There was a double dragon, rem- double dragon neon. That's pretty cool. And uh, a couple river city ransom yeah. remakes. Uh, and that's why I like that Scott Pilgrim one. It takes a lot of elements from all of those games. Like there's a little bit of river city. There's a little bit of, yeah. So that, that's a really good one. If you want track that down but um yeah let's talk about fighting force all right so released on nintendo 64 on april 30th 1999 it was published by crave entertainment and developed by core designs and as we said it was also released on uh, ps and windows uh so crave we've met before from the eternal classic and nicole's favorite game milo's astro lanes the very best game ever made 
Uh, core design is uh, new for us on here. I think this is the only game they did for the 64. I'll have to double okay. check that, but I think this is it. They're best known for the Tomb Raider franchise. Right. And this game looks, I would just, this game looks very PS1-y. It does, um, yeah. With, and very Tomb Raider-esque. Like, the proportions on the characters are kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it's dark and sort of gritty. I don't mean gritty in, like, the... Like, like the atmospheric rough and tumble. Sense. Like, it I, looks like it's covered in grit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, Eidos uh, acquired Core uh, back in 1996, and then they developed Tomb Raider in 1996, which became an immediate worldwide hit. So uh, Sega tapped Core to create Streets of Rage 4, uh, which was supposed to be the first 3D entry into that franchise right. and to there keep were it going. Three three well-received brawlers of Streets of Rage yeah. on the Sega Genesis. Streets of Rage 3, you got to play as a fighting kangaroo. It's pretty okay. great. Yeah. Um, so it was the time was right for Streets of Rage 4. <laughs> we wanted to see a pixelated poly, polygonal kangaroo, yeah. which I don't think we would get until... What fighting game was that? Tekken. Was that? that was Tekken, Tekken 3. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they, they tapped Core to direct... Streets of Rage Four, but they had some kind of falling out. I think that the they license. were salty because <clears throat> they want. I think Core wanted it to go to multiple platforms, right? And, and Sega, Sega wanted would, it to be a Saturn exclusive. Yeah, because it's Streets of Rage, which yeah. is a Sega thing. Sure, which so. yeah, I get. Um, but eventually they parted ways, and uh, but the game was already pretty much done, so they just slapped a new name on it, Fighting Force, and released it in the PlayStation. And they really didn't change anything else because. All of the characters in this game were going to be characters in that game. Like, they weren't going to use any of the classic Streets of Rage characters. The classic Streets of Rage characters you see everyone cosplaying as nowadays. Blaze, Skate, Adam, uh, fuck, who else was there? I'm impressed you remember any of those names. The wrestler guy, Rue, the kangaroo. I'm sure there's more than that. I did not play enough Streets of Rage. Oh, yeah, me and we played that so much. Yeah. Um, uh, my favorite thing about Streets of Rage was the super move. You would call in the police car. Yes. And they, would, they would come and like shoot this giant rocket into the screen that would just blow up everyone but you. Again, that was, that, was a, uh, that was a big point of contention with me and my sister because you only get one of those like per series of lives or whatever, and they're really hard to come by. So sometimes like if I would accidentally beat her up and she would get pissed, she would reach over to my controller and slam my A button and make, make my guy deploy his napalm on an empty screen. And it's like, oh, fuck you, damn it. This is making me mad right now. I'm going to call her and yell at her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they abandoned that. They went off and made Fighting Force 64. Sega tried again with Streets of Rage 4 a couple years later. It was going to be a Dreamcast exclusive this time. Uh, but by this point, they just realized that nobody cared about this series or this genre anymore. I bet this time is. I bet the time is ripe right now. Actually, I bet if Sega released be. Streets of Rage Four as like a downloadable content on something like a ten dollar, fifteen dollar game, I bet it would do pretty well. Hey, they're about to release a new Shaq Fu game, so I mean, oh, yeah, if, if, I mean, if oh, that's that's very upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> that's the layer. That's the layer of irony gone too far. You ever get it's, to the like every once in a while, I encounter one of those games. It's like I I can't justify spending. money money on this but i really want it like uh recently they made a new bubsy game oh man after no. like why would you years, even want that i just wanted it i'm just like oh man but the this old is ones really were terrible they were but it's like i don't know it's a nostalgia trip in the worst way and it's funny to laugh at but yeah i can't justify spending money on that um so yeah uh streets of rage dead it's been dead there has never been a four materializing that's it but from the ashes like a phoenix rises fighting force 
So, um, yeah, Korra kept all the main characters, and you choose from one of m- four characters and set off on a mission. This is the plot that I looked up. It, it, you don't get any of this no, in the game. No, none of this is explained in the game. So, uh, you set out to stop the evil Dr. Dex Zeng, who is the leader of a doomsday cult, uh, who is enraged when his predictions about when the world will end didn't go as planned. It was supposed to end in, like, 2000. Okay. The far distant future year of 2000. <laughs> um and it didn't happen. So he has a private army of like cultists and followers, and he sets them out to make the apocalypse happen. Uh, so they're going to go out and cause chaos in the streets, and I assume set off some kind of giant doomsday device and kill that's, everybody. That's just got to be a real tough sell, like to yeah. your followers. Like, hey guys, I know I was wrong about the apocalypse, but like, let's just let's just kill everyone now, and it's yeah. like, and yeah. then we'll be next. And it's like, well, I don't know what this is going to accomplish. Come on, guys. There, there, there is no apocalypse in team. You know, it's apocalypse us. Apocalypse, not, <laughs> not, not apocalypse you. Apocalypse us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the only thing standing in their way is the titular fighting force, which is uh, there's not sixty four of them. You, there's only four. Do you giggle when you say the word titular? I do a little yeah, bit. Me yeah, me too. Yeah, and titmouse, and mm-hmm. you know, anal sex. I, I laugh whenever I say that, just casually in conversation. <laughs> All right, so drugs are working. Uh, fighting Force is made up of uh, four characters. There's Hawk Manson, Ben Smasher Jackson, Alana McKendricks, and Mace Daniels, who I will from here to four call Mace the Dark Age Mace, Daniels. Yeah, Mace the Dark Age Daniels. Um, so each character has their own strengths and weaknesses. So you get Hawk and Mace, which are kind of your all-around normal characters. Alana is like the the very fast, light one, but she doesn't hit very hard. And then Smasher, who I was playing as... Is a big brooding tank of a guy who moves roughly as fast as a steamroller that doesn't move. Yeah, the, the moves really slow. But all I mean, that's really the big issue with this game. I would say in general, is the game just feels really slow. Real Even the character sluggish, that yeah. I was playing, I, I I was playing as Mace, the Dark Age. Yes, um, and I ran faster than you. But the the the, the time between you when you press punch and when you actually punch there's a pretty big delay oh it is like, yeah yeah and that was true of my character too um so yeah i would say this game feels like the it's running at about half speed of what it should be running at um and i don't even feel like it's uh the design of like i don't feel like like it's shoddy design i feel like this was just the way it was programmed. Like, like it, this isn't like the hardware not being able to keep up with it. I think it's just the way it is. Yeah, but it's so <clears throat> bizarre that, yeah, it's just, it's not very fun to play. No, it's, no. And and yeah, we lost a full hour. Like, we, we, we got kind of immersed in this just because we wanted to see how long it would go and how long you would go without dying because it seemed like... We were blazing through it for a good long while, and then we got to one boss that's just like physically impossible for us to beat. He, yeah, he's flying around with this jetpack, so you can't hit him in the air. He'll yeah. land, and then he'll sort of electrocute himself, and yeah, so, you, so can't you can't touch punch him. him. And then he'll shoot you with a gun. So presumably, the only way you can hurt him is by using the debris fine lying around, like you pick up a barrel and chuck it at him. But my character was so slow picking up a barrel. The, the boss would open fire on me, and I would drop the barrel. Yeah, so th- that's another... So I guess that sort of... All of these brawlers had sort of their own little hook. And I guess that's yeah. the hook of this game, is that there's lots of things on the ground that you can pick up. There's lots of destructible environments. You rolled into a table, and yeah. the table exploded. Everything explodes, yeah. Enjoyed. Um, 
Yeah, so there's you can pick up boxes and throw them at people. People drop pipes that you can pick up to whack other guys with. Um, what? It- there's guns. A lot of beat-em-ups don't have guns. I yeah. appreciate it when they do because it adds some variety. But the guns, they have about three bullets in them. Well, and they um, come in two varieties. They come in either uh, pistols, which you can't aim and don't do any damage to anything, or like bazookas slash shotguns, which do all the damage, including to your character... <laughs> And uh, and once you have them, it's hard to let them go. Yeah, we could. And it's I don't know all these. It's I like brawlers that have weapons, but yeah. it all just felt like way too much effort. You, I think the best strategy by far was you running around and rolling into people constantly. Just roll into them. Yeah, it took kind of a long time, but they don't really fight back because they can't hit you when you're running around. Yeah, um, yeah, and I I think that's I think if this game play was faster. And, you know, kept moving at a more natural speed and more responsive controls. And the weapons did a little more. Yeah. Um, it would be better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I can't even condemn this as, like, a totally terrible game because I think it's pretty indicative uh, of... I can. ...of its genre. Like, it is It is a good example of what it is. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's... I don't know. They tried. You could say they tried. They tried to adapt this particular brand of gaming into this new paradigm, and it just didn't quite work. But they had still a couple of little quirky things I liked. I liked that um, in classic beat 'em up style, all the characters that you're fighting have their own names, and it's usually some. It's like they run the gamut. It's like normal names like Chuck and Jack, Matt and, and Andy. Yeah, just normal names, and then you have the street punks or names like Nails or Spider or with Poison. The, with the- yeah. Or my favorite was stress. Stress. Because yeah. that just made me think it's like, okay, the street gang, they're sitting around and they're trying to come up with their names. It's like, okay, guys, we need some tough ass names so we can be out there real intimidating. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be spider, okay? All right, all right we've got spiders. All right, um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh spanner. Spanner's okay, gonna all right, be my spanner. name. All right, all right, how about you over here? I'm gonna be stress. Wait, wait, what kind of what kind of name is stress? Well, um I I was at my mom's house and she had Newsweek. Did you guys you guys read Newsweek? Uh, no. Oh, well, it was a really good article, and they were saying stress is the number one killer of of of, of adults um, in America. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, because yeah. yeah, it leads to like heart disease and stuff like that. It's like it's it's a slow, silent killer. No, I get it. It's like it's like subtle. It's like uh, it, it's like it's everywhere. like an allegory or something, right? Like yeah, like who who doesn't have stress? Like spider, you get stressed, right? You. Oh. Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, uh, my relationship with my mom, it's real strained every day. I hate and that. And it keeps getting worse. Oh, and man. So. How about you, Poison? You're real worried about, like, your, your, your back and everything like that? Oh, yeah. Like, I was just in the shower a few days ago, and, like, I couldn't, I couldn't get out. The whole thing is locked a, up on me, yeah. and, like... You know, it's just a real dehumanizing feeling. It's a real thing. It's a problem. It's a problem. So that's that's just why I I chose that name. I hope is that okay? Yeah. No. That's a, look. I, I'm glad you we guys had understood? this talk. No, oh. it brought us all the way. All right. Let's have a group hug, guys. Oh, I, I love you guys. Yeah, oh, let's oh. go beat up the fighting force. Yeah, right. I like stress. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um. What else? What else do we have to say about fighting force, man? There's like. 
Oh, there was a sequel to Fighting Force. There uh, is. Fittingly titled Fighting Force 2. You only play as Hawk. Yes, it came um, out only on the Dreamcast. Are, are uh, you sure? No, I think this was a oh, PS1. It might be on PS1 as well. PS1 but it came, yeah, PS1 Dreamcast. It skipped the N64 altogether. And it's more stealth-themed. We did, I don't think either of us have played it, nor no. do we particularly care to. Um, no. And there was announced a Fighting Force 3, which is hard to believe that it got to that stage. It never got it out. It was canceled, but... But Fighting Force is available on the uh, PlayStation Network, the original. No. If you ever want to go play it, you can play it now. Um, we didn't. We chose not to play the PS version. Um, we, from what I've read, the graphics are a little better on the N sixty four version. That's about the only difference. No, there's no, there's no, there's no reason to play this game. No, it's, no, I don't think e- so. Despite not being huge amounts of crap, yeah. it's still there's like we named we named many games in this very podcast that are much better if you're looking for this genre. Yeah, uh, and it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's better than some of the games we've played recently. It's probably a little better than some of the games we're going to be playing after this. Um, But, uh, yeah, overall, it's just nothing special. And I think it just kind of shows me that this genre is kind of dead for a reason. You know, I think attention spans have changed, you know. And, yeah, just look at the, the, the new God of War, which I'm playing right now and I'm totally addicted to. It's... It's got these elements, you know, you, you get locked in a room and you can't proceed until you kill all the bad guys yeah. in it. But it also has, like, a rich, involving story, and it has puzzles, and it has, like, secrets hidden around, and it has treasure, and loot, and leveling up. and Yeah, the combat, this game, is just it's just not deep enough, and that was the thing. The combat is yeah. just, all it has is combat, which is fine, yeah. but the combat is slow and unexciting. And there's, like, a it's... back punch button, like, where you're punching behind your back that's I think I only managed to land one of those once. The rest of the time, I'm just like, eh, eh, eh. Better roll some more. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) so. Yeah, I think that's all we have to say about Fighting Fighting Force Con. Fighting Force Con, yeah, we'll go there. Next month, guys. I want to see you all in your best Hawk Manson costumes. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our rating. So uh, each week, we rate the games that we've played. We've got an ongoing list. We are up to 40 games so far. Oh, man. Holy crap. Holy crap. It's it's all happening, Steve. It's all happening. We can't go back now. We've gone too far. (laughs) Um, Where do you think you would rank this? For for refresher, right now, you're number one, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. You're number 40, Transformers Beast Wars Trans Battles. You always tell us number one. One and number 40. Why don't you tell us number 18? Number 18 for you is Mario Party. Oh, no, I shouldn't have asked. Okay. Um, no, okay. I'm putting this game... Um, no, I think you were far too nice to this game, Steve. Um, I'm putting this game under Milo's Astro Lanes. Under Milo's uh, Astro Lanes. Wow, that's way low. Yeah, that's in honor, your number t- in 35. Honor, in honor of our friend Nicole. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, 34 for you, actually. 34. Yeah. Um, we did play this game certainly more than we played those other games yeah. because it's kind of it's simple you know what you're supposed to do it's not really frustrating I think I was naively but, still waiting for something to happen at any point yeah we, we went to the naval base and I'm like surely you're gonna fight someone on a battleship right you fight and someone then, kind of in front of a battleship yeah you it's make just, like a like a uh, indoor marina yeah all the stages are just kind of one room yeah um, and then then it'll go to the boss, and that's still in the same room. It's just, it's not an ambitious game. No, no, it's really not. The process of playing through it once is kind of a slog, and I don't know. Mostly, I just found it slow and clumsy. I think I I have to side with you a little bit on this. I'm going to put this as my new number 31, which puts it between Brunswick Circuit Pro Bowling above and Quest 64 below. Okay. 
uh, which I feel like is about fair. There's really yeah. no reason to ever play this one uh, unless you're just a hardcore aficionado of this <laughs> kind of game. Unless you're a real force head. And even so, I feel like if you're looking for a 3D beat-em-up, like, I would say go with Dynamite Cop, go with, like, yeah. Die Hard Arcade. Okay, yeah. Go with something like something. those. There's, there's got to be more out there. There's probably more. Right. The Warriors play Warriors. Yeah. God Hand is kind of one. I lo- yeah, God Hand. God Hand's a weird one. Yeah, it's um. So there's yeah. Let's, I mean, yeah. I mean, God of War, Bayonetta. These all sort of Devil May Cry. They scratch sure. the same itches. They they right? have yeah, but they they do it much more fast paced and stylishly and yeah. like yeah. And there's just a, there's a lot more elements there than just punching dudes. But if yeah. You want something real simple? Yeah, just play through Turtles in Time again. Yeah, that's all you need. Those hold up. Yeah. Those hold up a lot. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Um, join us next week. We have a couple of much more interesting games uh, slated. Well, slightly more interesting games. One of them, All Star Tennis '99, the one everyone's been clamoring yeah. for, right behind Fighting Force. That and was, then, when are you guys getting to All Star Tennis '99? If we have time after discussing that, we'll play a little bit of Mario Tennis. I guess I've never heard of this game. I haven't either. Apparently, it's some guy named Mario. He plays tennis. Nobody's really a fan of this franchise or this character. No, I'm more of a John McEnroe than a than a Mario fan. I'm a Bjornborg, real boring head. It's like a it's a, a, a Swedish robot from Star Trek. Yep. Um, that's the dumbest thing. There's so many drugs, people. I'm on all the drugs. Uh, all right, so tune in next time. We're playing Mario Tennis and All-Star Tennis 99. It's going to be a tennis extravaganza. We're serving up some fun. I love it! It'll be aces. Do we have any more of those? Uh, Should we be saving these for the episode? God damn it. <laughs> all right, that's the show, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.